0: And now, here's the latest team-building podcast.
1: All right, everybody, we are going to get started here. This is going to be our panel of ERS current coaching clients. And so I want you guys, I'm going to have them introduce themselves. They're going to talk a little bit about what they're amazing at or what Jeff likes to call what your superpower. And then after that, uh, they're going to tell us a little bit about what are some things they took away from ERS uh, coaching, how long they've been with us, and what they've implemented and had success with. And then we're going to open it up for some Q&A from you guys. So please have your questions ready. Be thinking of them as they're giving their presentations, all right? So let's start out first with Matt Mick. Go ahead, Eric. Matt, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us uh, where you're from. Tell us a little bit about the structure of your team.
2: My name is Matt Mick. Uh, I'm a co-owner with Jenny Meyer there, the blonde over here. Raise your hand, Jenny. Thank you. And uh we are in Lincoln, Nebraska, Lincoln Select Real Estate Group. We're in an indie brokerage. Um my origin I actually originated here in Omaha and was on Jeff's team where I office with Andy many days, learned a lot (laughs) from him. Um moved to Lincoln, used everything that Jeff had been coaching us to do even before ERS to create our team. And we've uh we've actually grown quite a bit. We did 213 deals our first year, 230, and then 360 or 330 and like 360. And right now we are, uh, about 200 this year already. So we're on pace to get almost 500 deals this year. Um, our team, we have about 15 agents, two TCs, a marketing person, an ISA, and then Jimmy and myself.
1: Okay. Very cool. And what's something you guys say uh, that you guys are good at? Like if somebody said, what's the best thing that you do when it comes to running a team,
2: what would you say that is? Okay. Oh, well, right now I feel like uh, just disrupting everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right now we're, I just feel like just pissing people off. Yes.
1: Yeah. So what, what's the, what's the thing? If the commission hasn't called you in a month, you're not doing enough. Yep. There you go. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Matt. All right, Aaron, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from and a little bit about the structure of your team.
0: Uh, my name is Aaron Alessi. I am the uh, founder and CEO of Resolution Realty. It's an independent shop in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I've been in real estate approximately 20 years, closed over 4,000 transactions. We currently have 150 agents at our brokerage. Uh, our goal is to hit 750 transactions this year. Uh, we do have a uh, full-time corporate broker. Uh, I act as the CEO. I have a success manager, three productivity coaches, two ISAs, four transaction coordinators, and we are recruiting approximately 10 new agents per month, and uh, I think our superpower is systems, strategies, training, and coaching, and we're focusing a high level on recruiting new agents, training them through a three-year process to a master agent, and keeping a high level of retention with a beautiful culture at our new office.
1: Okay, so that's it. That's it. That's
0: it. All right. All right.
1: That's awesome, thank you, Aaron.
0: All right, next up,
1: we've got Robert. Robert, tell us where you're from, a little bit about your market, and then a little bit about your team structure.
3: All right, my name's Robert Rogers. I'm the broker owner of Cresca's Real Estate in Norfolk, Virginia. We're an indie brokerage as well. We have 24 agents. We are a team-based brokerage, so basically, everybody at our brokerage is on our team, and uh, we're we did just under 200 transactions last year. We should break 300 this year. Um, we're awesome in our sphere of influence. So that's one of the reasons I joined ERS is I want to add to that so that we can continue to grow and scale and provide a solution for new agents. And uh, we're awesome at marketing. So nobody in our community, we're a hyper-local brokerage. So there literally is nobody in our community that doesn't know who we are.
1: Perfect. Saturation of the market. Nice job. All right. Mr. Michael Coleman.
4: Hey guys, Mike Coleman. Um, I have a pretty small team outside Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We did about 90 transactions last year. Most of my team is in their first one or two years in the business, which I like, but it also has its own challenges, Uh, hence ERS coaching. Um, I think our superpower is attracting just amazing people to work on the team. A lot of of my team members are either past clients or friends or old colleagues. which makes it interesting. Um, but we all have a, a similar mindset of impact in the community doing great work um, outside of real estate. We all have a, a very similar culture in that regard. So I, I take pride in that. Perfect.
1: Okay. So now we're going to go back down the line and I want everybody to, uh, to tell us how long you've been with ERS coaching. And then what is the, probably the, either the first or the most valuable thing that you've taken from that implemented and has shown results. So let's start with you again,
4: Mike. I've been with ERS twice. I quit once because I'm an idiot. Um, my first time with the ERS, I had a partner that didn't really value coaching or spending money or real estate or anything. Uh, he's gone now thanks to Jeff's coaching to get rid of him. Um, and uh, I, I got back with them, uh, I guess, last year, probably since the beginning of 2020. Um, and we actually plugged into it. The first time we weren't engaged, we weren't doing anything with it. I was just sending my money in. Um, and now the the team is really, really engaged because I got started holding them accountable to where Monday at our meeting, they have to tell me what they learned the week before. Um, so now I know they're actually plugged in and watched. And now we're doing script groups around the dialogues. So we have three, two script groups on the team that practice once or twice a week with what was taught during the ERS session, and that has had monumental impact on our conversations with prospective clients. We're seeing it play out and, and actually lead to contracts. Perfect. So I guess if I could translate that into one thing, it would be you're leveraging the Monday
1: slash Wednesday agent trainings. That's the one thing. Yes. That's the one thing. Perfect, Michael. I appreciate it. There we it. go. No, you killed it. Nice <laughs> job. All right, Robert. What's one thing that you guys have taken from uh, the ERS trainings that you guys have uh, been a part of, and then how long have you been with us?
3: Okay, so I joined ERS in February. One of the things that made me join is I had just hired two brand new agents and I realized we had absolutely no systems tools or training and I did not have the time cause, especially because I was still selling at the time to train them. So I joined ERS and in the month, I think between the time that I joined and the first week of March, we hired either 10 or 12 more brand new agents. So we hit, that was when we hit 24 agents. And so now I have all of those. They're all onboarding through that. We're already seeing them start to have transactions. So that would, I would say is my one thing It's that gave me the ability to go out uh, and recruit because I had a system to then put those people into where it's not so much on me. And in addition to that, with the help of some of the people at ERS, like Matt and Logan, I one of my biggest fears when I joined ERS that everyone at ERS told me I was going to have to stop selling real estate if I wanted to grow this business. And that was terrifying to me. So I set a goal at the time. Now, bear in mind, this is back like end of February, beginning of March that I was going to stop selling real estate at the end of 2021. Guess who's not selling real estate anymore? Nice.
1: So, and Robert, we had I thought we had a really good conversation over there earlier this morning hearing about your plan cuz I could just see that new opportunities that you weren't thinking about a year ago, right? And new um, new options were just floating around. You're like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use this to buy back my time. And I'm going to use my time this way. Can you talk a little bit about what your plan is going to be going forward over those next six months? Yes.
3: Yeah, so the uh, biggest thing that I'm doing as soon as I get back is I'm hiring an executive assistant to buy back at least 50% of my time. And cause there's just a lot of stuff that I do that as a broker owner that I don't, I have to oversee, but I don't physically have to do. And so we have, uh, two transaction coordinators, but their plates are full. So this is stuff I can't put on their plate. So I'm going to get a bunch of crap off my plate so that I can do all of the one-on-one accountability. Andy and I talked about that this morning. My goal is to do that through the end of the year and then find the person at the end of this year that I can leverage that out to. So then I can buy back more of my time, do ancillary businesses and all the other stuff. Perfect.
1: There I am. I was going to say, perfect. That's excellent. And what I heard, the, my favorite piece of that conversation this morning was I heard him talking he's like, I'm going to hire this person. I'm going to hire this person. And I was just waiting for like the screech, right? I'm like, well, what's he going to say he's going to do with all the time he's buying back, right? Because that's always where we usually make a mistake. And he was like, and then I'm going to do the one-on-one accountability for at least the next eight months so that I know how it needs to be done. And I can learn about what I have in the team. And then I'm going to replace that person and leverage somebody so that I can, and I was like, yes, he gets it right? And it's about that mindset and that clarity of, I know why I'm trying to do this. If you've read the One Thing book, go back and read it again. Yes, absolutely. It speaks to you different, right? A little bit every time you read it, depending on where you're at in your business. Robert, thank you so much. All right, Aaron, talk to us. How long have you been with ERS Coaching? And then what is one thing you've taken from the coaching that you've implemented that you've seen some success
0: from? So I'd say about two years I've been with ERS. And one of the reasons I joined their coaching program is because our growth was so rapid and I felt lost. I felt like I had a lot of systems and tools in place, um, but I wasn't really leveraging them as best as I could. So I, I think one of the main um, pieces of the coaching that helped me the best was reorganizing my business from the top, starting with leadership, buying back my time. And then getting all the right people in place and using all the ancillary companies that are in this room. And I literally am signed up with about 90% of them. I learned all of that from ERS. I had it, but I didn't know how to deploy it all. And I've spent the better part of 16 months putting all that together. And it's changed my, my life, my organization, how I hire, how I fire, how I run things, and the why is for me to step away from that brokerage and let it run by itself seamlessly for as long as as long as the future holds.
1: Perfect. I love it. Thank you, Aaron. All right, Matt, you're next. How long have you been with ERS? And then uh, what is something that you've taken away from our coaching that you've been able to implement and find success from?
2: Yeah, so I mean, as I started, I've been, I was with Omaha's Elites. So I've been with ERS probably since its conception. Um, I'm actually now a coach. So I do some calls, as mentioned down there a little bit. Um, so, I mean, everything in my business, I've probably taken from the concepts discussed with ERS. Um, the biggest thing really though, is, and I Jeff preaches this nonstop and it's just inspect what you expect, you know, so set that expectation and then stay on top of it. Um, and as Aaron just said here, it's hard to do that if you don't have, you know, some of these ancillaries like Sisu's and boomtown stuff like that, that allow you to from your phone or from Hawaii or wherever you're at. Right. Um, from to just check in on your business. You can hold people accountable from a thousand miles away. You can control your business um that same way. You can make logical and reasonable decisions with the data that you're able to have. So, I mean, without that, I would we'd be lost, right? And Kevin McGowan back there. Shout out, Kevin. Woo. Um, you know, he created some pretty awesome Nerd Level 12 spreadsheets back <laughs> in the day. Um, but it's not really easy or to work through those if you're trying to make a, a, qu- a quick decision on something, um, you know, in a pressing time. So um, my whole business from coaching to training, all of that stuff's come from ERS.
1: Perfect. And something I want to point out, and, and Matt's a great example of this, and I know that uh, you guys mentioned Logan Boyce, right? Another one of our success managers is with ERS is, yep, you get to come to our Monday. Your agents come to our Monday, Wednesday training. You get the Tuesday investment training from Clint Bartlett from Dynamic Properties. And then you get the team leader training on Thursday from Jeff and myself, right? And then the nice thing is, is we always pride ourselves that everything we're teaching and training you, we're actively doing, right? We're still actively doing it. And everything we've told you, we've probably done that week, right? And we've had to address it. The other nice thing is that we start to, we we get so many talented people, right? That align and sign up with us. It makes us so lucky, but then we get to utilize them like Logan Boyce, right? He's one of our success managers. If you have a question after we have that team leader training and you wanna hear it again, but maybe just with a little bit different slant, somebody different than Jeff or myself, you have the ability to hop on to Calendly and schedule a 15 to 20 minute phone call with Logan. And when Logan started with us, he was a, uh, him and his parents, sound familiar, Jeff? It was him and his parents, real estate team, right? And he was crushing it. And I think they were doing like 30 units a year and it was amazing. And now he's got a team of 15 agents. He no longer sells, right? And and he's done all of it. He's completely removed himself from the business, just like Matt, right? Matt, I remember Matt, when Matt came in, he office shared with me and I had to listen to him make phone calls and that aged me very much, right? Just listening to some of the things he would say to clients. But now look at Matt, right? He has moved on to creating a team with Jenny where they're doing over 300 units a year. And so to be able to leverage, right, and 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 see these agents who uh, can are willing to give back to other agents is really, really cool. That That tells you right there that you're aligning yourself with the right people. And so when you get to not only the resource of Jeff, myself, everybody who's on those calls that you get to interact with and meet, that you also then during your off time, if you have a one-on-one problem, you get to call and talk to somebody who has not only done it, but done it recently and successfully right? And I just think that's a huge, huge benefit that is not always taken advantage of, um, but that we actually absolutely have heard great feedback from. So we have about 12 minutes left, and I want to make sure, Kat, do you have the mics for mic running? Everybody, anybody, questions are open to these guys, go ahead and feel free. We got one right here for Amanda, and then right up, up here is on deck, and then Bill is third. So Amanda first. Raise a high, Amanda, wave it around. There we go. There it is, just like last night.
0: Thank you. Have any of you tried um, bringing new agents in on a salary and offset commission that way? If so, how has it worked for you? If not, why not? I don't so, okay, I have. Um, I've tried that and had uh, a little success. Uh, if you're gonna bring a new agent in, Who's really hungry and just wants to learn the business and get a paycheck along the way. You'd want a really experienced agent who has a lot of volume or business coming in and say, Hey, I'm going to set you up with a, with someone that's going to train and help you kind of be a mentor to that person. And you're going to, that person's going to get a flat fee out of your commission. So that agent's cool mentoring that agent, still getting a pretty good chunk of that commission. And then the agent that is the apprentice, the new person in that you're mentoring, uh, they make $1,000 off a transaction for doing part of the work, but they're also learning, right? So you're coaching them along the way. That's how I'd set it up. And you'd prove it out with two people. And that's kind of like a mentor-mentee agreement. And then you can kind of duplicate that process as you go.
1: Perfect. Being paid to learn. I like it. All right. Who is next? It was right up here. So I love selling real estate. Like I love that part of the business. And my husband and I also own our own team and we're expanding. So how do you still grow your business to the point where it can thrive without you while still doing what you love, selling real estate?
3: So for me, like, and I've always loved selling real estate. I've been selling real estate since 2004. It's all I've ever done other than sit in a cubicle for six months and write code, which was hell. And however, I love owning a business way more. And I think that's kind of, at least for me, that's what it came down to is I still get to really be involved in that process because I'm getting to see, you know, I, I kind of transfer that passion into coaching and developing the agents. And even though one day I won't be doing that anymore, I'll be doing something else and I'll still be seeing it happen. So I think that's what it is. You just translate it.
4: Actually, I've been on that too. I, I want to get out of this business like tomorrow. Um, it's not that I don't love real estate, but I more love it for what it can do. Uh, this is a means to an end for me. So I fell into it accidentally. I never thought I was going to sell a single house. I'm pretty good at it. Um, but I want to go back to being a social worker and just make like 10 million bucks a year off of the other businesses and go back to helping kids. And that's all I want
2: to do. So as soon as I can get out, I'm going to do it. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, being and having a team and building a team under you allows you to do really whatever you want. And so definitely leveraging talented people around you to do the things you don't want to do would be the first step all day. Um, and then you're in a position, like I said, you're leveraging your business to make money for you, where you can really get picky and choosy with the real estate that you like to do. We don't all like all parts of real estate, right? There's some, you know, niches that you'd prefer to work in, but you work in other niches, because why not? There's some extra money there. So when you get to choose, then you get to have a lot more fun. And I'm sure that's where you're trying to head. Like I really just want to do this right here. Who can I pay to do the rest? But finding that talent's really hard. So there's a lot of uh, trial and error with that. But
0: keep that. Passion. Just just get wise. Hire. Make it really easy on yourself. <laughs>
1: Nice plug. Okay, so, and I will say, just to follow up to that real quick, give her the microphone back. I wanna ask a question because we have a, we have a real life example that we live a lot that I think will help answer this. But you said you love real estate, right? And so what you need to find is after you read or reread the book, The One Thing, what is the one thing that you love doing when you say you love real estate? Because real estate's a big umbrella, right? And so find out exactly what it is that you love to do or that benefits you the most, just like these guys were saying. Right, start leveraging out those things. I'll tell you one thing. Jeff has been out of real estate, right, for years now. But the one thing that he will still do is he will still go do a listing presentation, right? Monday nights only, if I'm correct. He will only do a listing presentation. He will sit down for an hour, get that person to sign, and then hand it off. Right. And so he will work one hour and probably make eight to ten thousand dollars in commission. Right. And so that's because it's a high dollar producing. Uh, active dollar per hour producing activity, right? So find out what that one thing is that you love and then start leveraging out with talent the other things that you don't. Then you'll really love real estate. That's a great question. All right, who is next, Bill? Perfect. And then who's after Bill? Who do we have on deck? All right, okay. go ahead, Bill.
4: First, I want to say thanks for being open about your business models. Also, I'm amazed at how many teams have spun off as a result of the original Omaha real estate team. And yeah. you guys must step on each other's feet every now and then. That's a whole nother story, I would assume. Um, but those of you that are using the CSU, uh, software, are, are you using it all the way from the CRM through the transaction process completely? Or are you using it piecemeal? Or, uh, we've started to use it over the last six months or so, and it's been just kind of a piecemeal, but, um, I found it a little bit, little bit fumbly, but are you using it? You know, are you using it in its entirety?
0: Uh, I've been working with CSU for about a year and a half. Um, when we implemented it, we were kind of piece- piecemealing some of the vi- some of it and then uh, when they brought their transaction management in, that's when we went uh, full board on it. So right now we have all of our teams, our entire company has been migrated over. Uh we manage our teams by coaching through CISU. And then all of our transaction management is through CISU and our transaction coordinators are now managing the agents through the transactions in CISU. And it also made accounting really easy as well. Uh, when those transactions close, you can pay out your team leaders, the broker, send it over to accounting, and everybody gets paid pretty seamlessly. And then we used all of the challenges to, to gamify. Uh, our KPIs and really start, you know, putting agents uh, against each other. You know, getting the camaraderie and then trying to use these challenges to increase our overall numbers. And it's it's really worked. So we're all in on Sisu, and it, it really changed uh, the dynamic of our brokerage.
2: And I'll second that. Yeah, we've been with them about two years. Uh, right about when they started up, we've seen a lot of growth with that. Uh, We've run all of our transactions through that. We hold all of our agents accountable through that, utilizing the app and the integration with Boomtown for calls, contacts, emails, hours prospected, open house, everything. Um, and then that allows us to then coach our agents um, as well. So, you know, if they're called to contact rates low, we can talk with them about where they need to prospect differently to get better there. If their contact to appointment rates low, we can then train them on how to ask for appointments at a higher level level. And that goes continuously throughout. And then more recently, not a commercial for them. There's Zach over there. Um, but they added also like a task management system as well, which we've really loved. So whenever, when we have a, a, a sale come through, That the TC team just clicks a button, here's every task needed for that sale, and they go through and they get them done, as well as they're able to assign those to the agents as well. So then we're not missing, because we have a lot of new agents like you guys, you know, one or two years in. I remember our first year um, as Lincoln Selects, at the end of the year, the feedback was, we killed it. Like I sold five times as many houses, um, but. I was a shit show. I had no idea what was going on, right? <laughs> so utilizing the task manager, it's there. It's like, hey, three-day reminder to your inspection deadline. Hey, don't forget to schedule the final walkthrough. Don't forget to schedule closing. So all of those tasks are there. And we sit down weekly and make sure that they're going through those tasks and staying within their deal, so. Yeah.
1: Perfect, I will give a shout out for that task manager is where it was nice. It was, I remember the first deal I did after we had implemented Sisu and I got a reminder on closing day it was telling me, congratulations, I'm a rock star." Already knew it, but it was nice to hear it again. And uh, and it said, hey, don't forget to, and then gave me literally a PDF attachment of all the things we want our agents to do on the closing checklist, right? Set the anniversary date. Um, uh, make sure you claim your, your sale online. Celebrate it, get your photo, right? All of those types of things that we want them to do so that their to-dos are already set for the next year. And it was amazing, right? It was perfect because we want to make sure that we're holding our hand, holding agents' hand every step of the way so that they remember to do those things. One thing else I want to point out is that you've got a lot of really successful people just up here. And then a lot of uh, you guys out there, um, some of them already clients with us, some of them not yet. And what we're really excited to do is we are going to start creating a dashboard right, that will allow us to see all of our clients' numbers put up against each other. So they talked about the... The, uh, having the, um, camaraderie or the positive competition, right? I'll be able to see how Matt from Lincoln is doing against Aaron from Vegas. And we'll get to see who has the best conversions, right? Who's the best at doing X, Y, and Z? And it's also going to help me do my favorite thing, which is matchmaking. When Bill comes to me and says, man, I really need, to, I really need help with this. And I'm like, well, I can give you my answer, but I can also point to you. Who do you need to call? Right? Who is willing to pick up the phone on the other end? and have a half hour conversation with you. So I'm really excited about that as well, because I know that just from implementing that just within our team, when it came to uh, peer accountability, right? Even back when we had just the whiteboard and we had the numbers in there, is I will tell you, we I would have an agent, Matt, throw on his backpack and be like, all right, deuces, I'm out for the day. And he would be leaving and he'd look up and he'd be like, wait a minute, how is so-and-so ahead of me on deals? I'm like, well, they closed too. And he's like, you've got to be kidding me. Takes the backpack off, goes back over and starts making phone calls, right? And so it works, it absolutely works. And here's the deal is you have to have all these different types of accountability because it speaks to each one different. Some are gonna be motivated by those numbers up on the board. Some are gonna be motivated by that private conversation you have one-on-one, right? So it's just different. You've got to make sure that you have a way to reach out and speak to all of them, no matter what, in which way they receive motivation. So we only got about two minutes left. Are there any other questions? Anybody want to get one in real quick? If not, oh, right here. Uh, mic up front. We got one right over here.
2: I'd like to hear about how you guys work with your work-life balance. And has the team helped that work-life balance improve?
4: Or kind of to hear your insights on that. So I'm, I've been a workaholic for a very long time. And, and it's been hard to turn that off, um, but I would say the last five years, I finally was like, all right, I'm doing this for a reason. <laughs> it's not just to keep working, it's, I'm building something. So hopefully I'm not working 90, 100 hour weeks when I'm 40, which I'm pretty close to now, um, you know? And when I adopted my son, that was kind of the switch actually. I was doing hundred hour weeks on a regular basis. And then he came and I was like, okay, this is actually why I did this. So I need to be there for him. Um, and it was almost overnight. Um, and now I'm back to some long days, but it's part of the build, but it's just keeping an eye on what, on why I'm doing it, which then lets me stop doing it. Um, and spend time with family and, you know, take that dinner date with friends and, and that kind of thing. And and just kind of step back and remember the big why, because if not for that, why are we doing any of this? So it's something I don't, always succeed at, but it's just that constant conversation of why did I start this? Where am I headed? What are the goals? I want to be healthy and happy and enjoy the life that I've
3: tried to create. So let's step back so I can do that. Anyone else? So a long time ago, I think it was the very first time I went to Keller Williams family reunion. Somebody who was up on stage said something about taking a minimum of one day off every single week, carve it out, like don't write it in pencil, write it in pen, write it in concrete. And I don't know, something about that clicked for me. And ever since then, I have never worked seven days a week. So I always have a day and I will will not work with a client before, I mean, I don't have that problem anymore, but I would not work with someone before I would creep into my one day a week off. And it has literally probably saved my sanity. I can't tell you how many times to do that. That's awesome. And then no matter how rough ever things get, like if you're, you know, mired up ankle deep in a deal, you know, I mean, now when I say that day off, that doesn't mean that I might not have to like take a phone call, but like I would not meet with a client. And uh, it's just been huge for me to do that. And so if I did have a unique situation, it requires you to plan ahead. So then if I did have somebody that was maybe coming in, you know, back like a decade ago when I worked with a lot of buyers, then, uh, and I had somebody I was gonna have to work with all weekend, then I would do something like take Wednesday off.
1: Perfect. I love it. And I bet you're better than other six days of the week since you gave yourself that seventh. That's awesome. All right, guys, we are up against it. I know that every single one of these guys here would be happy to answer your questions if you grabbed them out in the hallway or maybe sat with them at lunch. But let's give these guys a round of applause for sharing.